It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, and welcome to Gunfighter Life. A new podcast for the new year. This is episode number one. I am your host, Michael Melito. So, the reason I'm starting this podcast is that, uh, first and foremost, I'm a Christian. And I've been very blessed to have a lot of different shooting experiences in my life. Experiences that I'd like to pass on to you, the listener. I started shooting at a very early age. I started competing at a very early age. I shot my first formal competition, I believe, in 1998. If you can compete in it, I probably have. And I've been very blessed to win a lot of different disciplines and a lot of different competitions, more than I can remember. I've competed in rifle, in pistol, in shotgun, competed in archery, I've competed in hatchet throwing, I've competed in muzzle loader, black powder. As I said, I've been very blessed to do a lot of different things in shooting. A lot of different disciplines. Also, I've been blessed to have come back in one piece from combat. I joined the Marine Corps at a very early age. I served several combat tours in different theaters in the Middle East. I've been very blessed to have that experience and to come back safely when other good men did not. So I've used a firearm in combat. Carried both rifles and pistols in combat. Also, I started hunting at a very early age, and I have a very wide variety in hunting. I've hunted white-tailed deer on the east coast and mule deer on the west coast. I've hunted tree squirrels on the east coast, and I've hunted ground squirrels on the west coast. Uh, I've hunted everything from little tiny prairie dogs to big giant elk in the sawtooth wilderness. Um, Wolves and bear I've taken. I've done all those things. I've been a professional firearms instructor. I'm an FBI certified firearms instructor. I was a police officer. I worked for the LAPD and other agencies. Been very blessed to have a very wide variety of special assignments and do different things. I still currently... uh, and what you would call a gunfighter full-time. I won't mention the organization that I'm with, and I've also served in other branches of the military. I won't mention those because I'm still currently affiliated with them, and this podcast is in no way affiliated with them. And my opinions expressed here are purely my own. So I would like to share that experience with you. Now realize what some things I say here are fact and some things are opinion. And there are a lot of great gun podcasts out there and a lot of good YouTube channels out there. But I find my, and I watch them too, I'm not knocking them, good for those guys for putting out the content. But a lot of, a lot of people have opinions they formed that aren't based on real world experiences. And I would like to bring those real world experiences to you and share them with you. And I encourage you to fact check them. So, with that being said, let's get started on today's topic. Today's topic is going to be entitled, The New Scout Rifle. If you're not familiar with what a scout rifle is, it was a concept brought about by Jeff Cooper, uh, a man who formed 
a lot of the things that we use today in modern shooting. I won't get into Jeff Cooper too deeply because that's not the topic of this podcast. But what I will say is he had a very good idea called the scout rifle. Now, let me start kind of counterintuitively about what the scout rifle is not. The scout rifle is not a sniper rifle. The scout rifle is not a beautifully blued, handcrafted Magnum Weatherby for taking elk uh, on the plains of Wyoming. The scout rifle is not a main combat rifle that you would give to an infantryman on a modern battlefield in Afghanistan. A scout rifle is not a varmint rifle for taking prairie dogs at 500 yards with headshots. A scout rifle is not a dense brush gun designed specifically for taking moose in the brush of northern Maine. The scout rifle is not any of those things, so why should you want one? Because you can get any of those rifles that'll do better than the scout rifle. Why should you want a scout rifle? Well, because a scout rifle will do all those things. Man, I do them as well as a specially built tool, but think of it as the Leatherman of rifles. Is it as good a brush gun for taking a moose in northern Maine as, let's say, a Marlin Lever Action 4570 guide gun. No, it's not, but it'll do it. It'll do it just fine. If you do your part, you can hunt moose in the brush of Maine with a scout rifle. Is it a sniper rifle? No, it's not going to be as good as that 10 power scope mounted on a super accurate, super heavy bull barrel Remington 700. But can you get good accurate hits out to 500 meters if you do your part on a man-sized target? Absolutely you can. So it's a fine designated marksman rifle. So you can push it into that role. If I was going into the Battle of Fallujah tomorrow, would I take it over a, a you know an M4 with PEC 2s and with a thermal scope and with high capacity 30 round magazines? No, I wouldn't. But I would damn sure take it over, you know, a bolt action Mosin Nagant. So it will do that role too. Will it be as good for hunting pronghorn antelope on the plains of Wyoming as a beautiful, you know, I don't know, uh, weather remark something 270. No, it's not as good as that. But it'll do a job. You can definitely hunt antelope with it on the plains of Wyoming. So from finding yourself in an active shooter scenario where you want the extra power and range of a rifle to hunting plains game in Wyoming to hunting in a dense brush of, let's say, Georgia or you know, Maine or the UP of Michigan. It'll do all those things. It'll do them all. The scout rifle will do them well. And I would make the argument that you're better practicing with a couple of guns that you use all the time and are familiar with and having a bunch of specialty guns that you never go out and shoot. And that's where the scout rifle really shines. If you're not familiar with the scout rifle, we'll go with the original scout rifle that Jeff Cooper designed 
real quick and we'll discuss the new scout rifle because I love classic firearms but let's not give up something better for nostalgia's sake we have things today that weren't around back then so let's talk about the original scout rifle now and then things we can do to make it better caliber he specified jeff cooper that is a good heavy hitting caliber 308 winchester 7 millimeter 08 winchester uh trigger a good smooth trigger three pounds a weight this is an important characteristic of the scout rifle 6.6 to 7.7 pounds length not more than one meter Optics, four mounted, low magnification. Uh, reserve sights, ghost ring reserve sights. Stocks and synthetic rather than wood. Magazine, detachable magazine. And a sling, uh, he calls it a ching sling, which is a specific kind of sling, but basically a hasty sling you can use for accuracy and for carrying the weapon. And accuracy, not more than two minutes of angle. Which, if you're not familiar with that term, means it can shoot two inches at 100 yards. It can shoot four inches at 200 yards. So in summary, a scout rifle is a fast, accurate rifle that doesn't weigh a ton. That you can carry all day. You can shoot with both eyes open. And that's a beautiful thing. Now, most scout rifles that you see, if you look them up, are bolt actions. And that was the wisest choice for what they had, you know, decades ago. But... The new Scout Rifle, there's no reason that you shouldn't have a semi-auto. And I would suggest you're really putting yourself at a disadvantage if you're not using a self-loading rifle nowadays. Can you get really fast with a bolt-action rifle? Yes. Can you get really accurate with a bolt-action rifle? Yes. And if you put the time and dedication in, you can become very fast and very accurate with a bolt-action rifle. But... If you put the same amount of time and training in with a semi-automatic rifle, you'll be faster and more accurate. Because in the real world, that time that you have to spend manipulating that action, you can spend on your fundamentals and get faster, more accurate hits. So why would you give yourself the disadvantage of using a bolt action when you can use a semi-auto? Especially today with the reliability and accuracy of semi-autos, two minutes of angle was was a good shooting bolt action rifle decades ago two minutes of angle is easily doable one minute of angle is easily doable in a good modern semi-automatic you know rotating bolt rifle it's it's easily doable it's faster it's just as accurate or more accurate so why wouldn't you do that The other big change is back in the day, they didn't have the amazing optics that we have today. They didn't have these 1 to 4 power scopes, 1 to 6 power scopes, 1 to 8 power scopes. The reason you see on the old scout rifles the scope mounted forward, they you basically used a pistol scope mounted it far forward on the gun so you could shoot with both eyes open. You can do that today with a 1 to 4 or with a red dot, and you can get a red dot and a magnifier. And you can do that. So you can have the same ability to shoot quickly and accurately with both eyes open with a better optic. So I would say today, if we're designing a better scout rifle, a new scout rifle, semi-automatic, higher rate of fire, faster, more accurate shots, and a good low power variable optic is my number one choice. A 1 to 4, 1 to 6, 1 to 8, take your pick. 
good quality, durable manufacturer. Or my second choice, which I don't prefer, but it is just it, it is fine too, is a red dot optic, but with a magnifier. In most situations, you don't need a magnifier. You can get good hits on a man-sized target at three to 500 meters without magnification. When I was in the Marine Corps, a good expert rifleman could take a good iron, just iron-sighted rifle, no frills that had been beat to crap, and get hits on a man-sized silhouette at 500 yards all day long. Yes, but this is not for that purpose. You do want magnification, especially in a lot of hunting applications where you might be trying to shoot a, a smaller target at a longer distance. So I think if you're going to run a red dot, you do need that magnifier for a scout, for the modern scout rifle. Also, we have great slings today. Great, very quick. Um, seems like a small thing, but if you've ever shot with a sling and if you've ever shot with a hasty sling, the amount of accuracy that can add to you in a standing position or a prone position or an improvised, um, any kind of improvised position where you're using some kind of improvised rest, be it a doorway, be it a log in hunting, be it a windowsill, being, be it a, uh, a car door, anything. The fact that you can wrap your hand through a sling and give you that extra bit of stability. We have slings today they didn't have back then. They, they specify different kinds of slings in this original version. But things like the Viking Tactical Sling or something like it where you can adjust it very quickly for different tasks is a great thing. Let's talk about caliber. He said 308. I think 308 is a fine choice. I'll tell you that my, what I'll call my scout rifle is a 308. Um, I do think that, uh, and here's the thing. He was also, part of this was for hunting really, really large game. He wanted to take really, really large game. But I'll say that depends on you. Um, if you live east of the Mississippi and you never really go west of the Mississippi, um, you know, the fact that, you know, the scout rifle that he wanted to take down a Cape Buffalo doesn't really apply to you because you're never going to take down a Cape Buffalo. You know, if there are no elk that you're allowed to hunt anywhere within a thousand miles of where you live and you don't really travel, then you don't really need a caliber that can do that. So, he said, and 7mm weight, which he specified is a great, very underrated caliber. I'd still say a great, solid choice. I would also say a 243 in today's calibers. But our bullet construction today is another thing that's come a long way. A good, solid, monolithic copper bullet will let a caliber that they would have laughed at back then do things today that uh, would take a much larger caliber. So, I would submit that calibers like the 6.5 Creedmoor, great choice. The 6.5 Grendel, a great choice. Um, the 6.8, anything in the 270 range, great choice. So any of those, um, I would say, and this might be the part that's controversial, I would say for a scout rifle, you don't want a 223. Can you take deer with a 223? Yes, you can. I have, I was, I've been with many people out on hunting trips that have taken a deer with a 223. But here's the thing you need a very specific, very well uh, constructed bullet for that. So the caliber can do it. And you need to wait for the right shot. In a scout rifle, let's say that you're going from a very urban populated area to a very desolate area and you're traveling and you need to get food, your shot might be a jump shot. 
you, you're not you're not going to be sitting in one place at a deer feeder waiting for that right broadside shot. You might jump a deer that jumps up ten feet in front of you, um, not ten feet in front of you. Let's say fifty yards in front of you, and it jumps up and starts running. You need to take that shot. You're not. I don't advise. It's not very ethical to take that shot with a two twenty three, and you're not going to have the time to tra- track it down if it runs a long distance like you would in a normal let's say, everyday hunting situation. So yes, will a 223 take a deer, but I don't think it's suitable for a scout rifle. I think you want something a little bit harder hitting for that. So if you want to use something in that size range, step up to a 6.5 Grendel or to a 6.8 or a caliber like that. So I'd say any caliber in that intermediate range, I would say 7.62 by 39, it would be a great choice for this. Um, but any caliber that hits hard enough to take medium-sized game um, in your area. The other thing is going to be the cost of the ammunition too because like I said, the whole point of the scout rifle is you can do it for a lot of different things and you should train with it often. So the cost of the ammo is really important. You know, um, 223 Winchester Super Short Magnum is a very cool cartridge and it's way more powerful than a 223 and it would work great for this it's light uh, it'll fit in a short action but it's almost impossible to find and unless you reload which is a great hobby it's gonna cost you a ton to shoot so not a great choice so it needs to be something you can actually afford to shoot so i think uh 308 762 by 51 or you know 762 by 39 would be great rounds for this because they are readily available and affordable and not super expensive. I would even say the 6.5 Creedmoor is a great caliber, and I've loved the 6.5 long before it became the new hotness, you know, whatever it was three or five years ago when everybody wanted one. It's a great caliber, six, any of the 6.5s. Um, and the 6.5 Creedmoor is getting so popular that you can find it for a decent price, so I'd say another solid choice. The 243, in my opinion... Um, Jeffrey Cooper didn't think much of it back in the day, but bullet construction's come a long way. A good solid copper bullet, a good 85 grain bullet. I've taken a ton of big, big mule deer with that cartridge. I've taken elk with that cartridge. I've taken wolf with that cartridge. A great cartridge for this and fairly common. All right, guys, let's get down to the nitty gritty rifles. Number one for a rifle, it has to be reliable. It has to be reliable if it's going to be a scout rifle. If you, like I said, are moving from danger and you're on your way and it needs to be able to provide you with food, it needs to be reliable. When you pull that trigger, the thing that you're trying to sustain your life with needs to go down so you can eat it. It needs to go down quick and every time. So the rifle and the ammunition have to be reliable. Same thing if you find yourself in an active shooter scenario. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. If you find yourself, hopefully you never do, but if you ever have to defend your life with that rifle, you need to be confident in it and it needs to... No weapon is 100% reliable, but it needs to be 99.999% reliable. It needs to be a rugged, reliable gun. You can get that in a semi-auto nowadays. 
So those things need to be there. So let's talk to specifics. Okay. So my number one pick for this, because I picked it myself out of all the rifles that exist, I had the money to get any rifle barring some crazy thing that I don't even know about. And I chose the SCAR 17, the SCAR Heavy. It's a 308. It'll take 10-round mags. It'll take 20-round 20 20 round mags. They may even make a bigger one for it. I don't know. 20 rounds does everything I need it to. Um, that's my everyday go-to rifle. I love it. Mine is, I can't speak to others, but mine is super accurate with the ammunition that it likes, which is not even hand loads that I make. It is off-the-shelf. My specification for the ammo that I go to, I have to be able to get it at Walmart. That way I know I can pretty much get it any time. I get this ammo at Walmart. It's 150 grain power shock. Um, it's not super expensive ammo, but mine will shoot. I, my groups, I I battle zero my my rifles at 50 meters. At 50 meters, it'll put them in one big hole. It easily shoots well under half minute of angle. Even after I go through a hard training with 500 rounds and a dirty barrel, it'll still shoot under one minute of angle. So well well better than the accuracy standard set forth for a scout rifle i can't speak to others but mine does it mine does it all day long i've shot so many groups with that rifle both clean and dirty and i've never seen it shoot worse than one minute of angle unless i'm shooting just the crappiest ammo i can find out of it but even then it shoots a minute and a half of angle easily with the crappiest ammo that it doesn't like and that ammo is great for shooting deer it's great for shooting elk it's affordable um it's great for defense and uh that rifle is amazing. I have it mounted with a Trigicon 1-4. to I could have gotten other scopes. I looked, trust me, like I said, I, I had the money. I could have gotten pretty much any scope that I wanted. That scope is very lightweight. That's the other great thing about the SCAR. It's a 308. It's semi-automatic. It's super accurate, and it weighs 7.7 pounds. That was one of Jeff Cooper's original requirements, 7.7 pounds. Um, so it's super lightweight. The scope is the optic is super lightweight. I don't trust my life to anything with batteries. That's one of my rules, especially if it's a defensive gun. I don't, tr- if, if I'm on a hunting trip and a battery goes out on something, whatever. But if my life depends on something and the battery goes out, eh, not my thing. That, that scope is illuminated day and night and it takes no batteries. Um, so that's the optic that I chose for it. They make it in a one to six. They make it in in higher powers. I didn't want that. Um, a four power does everything that I need. The scout rifle is not meant to be a super long range weapon. Anything out past 300, 350 meters with that rifle, you got to start using with any with any rifle. You got to start knowing your dope and your windage and all that stuff. And that's probably not something the scout rifle it can do it. But that's not where the scout rifle shines. That's not what I'm worried about. I can get good, quick, accurate hits on even a head-sized target, a plate-sized target at 350 meters easily without changing even holdover. Just point of aim, point of impact. With a 50-meter zero, it's dead on again at between 250 and 300 meters. So that's what I have chosen. That's my go-to rifle. Disadvantages, it's pretty spendy. Everything about that rifle is spendy. The trigger on it is almost $400. Um, to replace the trigger to get a decent trigger like Jeff Cooper specified, a good, nice, crisp, clean trigger, which is a must for any rifle. Um, just that alone is 400 bucks. So the optic is expensive. The magazines are expensive. 
But I would say that is the number one choice for a modern scout rifle is a SCAR 17. Is it perfect? No. Um, but it is a great rifle, and that is my number one pick. Now, you can pick whatever you want. I'm just letting you know. Um, it's it, That might be out of the reach for some people. But remember, if you're... Uh, I sold several weapons to get that weapon because in the past I've owned a ton of weapons that I didn't shoot. And what's the point of that? I'm not a collector. I'm a gunfighter. If there's a rifle that's sitting there, unless it's like a family heirloom, which I'm blessed to have, unless it's something like that, if I don't shoot it, it gets sold for something that I can shoot or it gets sold for ammo that I can train with. Um, So this is a rifle that I train with. I use it for work. I use it for my day-to-day job. It's a great hunting rifle. It's a great training rifle. Once you put the initial investment in, just the cost of the ammo. It will. It's a chrome line, hammer-forged barrel. Um, it's super dependable. I have had zero failures with it that weren't my fault. I've had failures with it that were my fault because I put my hand in front of the ejection port. But other than that, um, trying to shoot it left-handed, shooting it with both hands, sometimes I put my hand over the ejection port. But other than that, 100% reliable. But let's look at some other top picks. My second pick for this would be much cheaper option. It would be the Ruger Mini 30. I know you guys might be thinking about the M14, the M1A. Not a scout rifle. Too heavy. Even the one they call the scout, too heavy. If you look at the definition of a scout rifle, now you can do what you want. But I love the M14. It was my first competition rifle. Um... The M14, if you're not familiar with it, look it up. It's a great it's a great rifle. It's a great battle rifle. But we're not talking about battle rifles. We're talking about scout rifles. There's a reason I don't have an M14. If I'm hunting elk in the sawtooth wilderness of Idaho, I'm not lugging around a freaking 10-pound rifle. It's not happening. Um, I usually carry around a youth model 243 because it's super light. The scout rifle, it's got to be lighter than that. So the Mini 30 is chambered in a less powerful cartridge, but... It's still chambered in a 762 by 39 It will take medium to large game, especially you can practice with cheap ammo. Make sure you have the same point of aim, point of impact on your good ammo. They make good, Hornady makes good, modern, expanding ammo. The Mini 30 is not a super accurate rifle, but you can get them to shoot two minutes of angle, especially if you hand load, especially... It probably won't shoot two minutes of angle with some crappy junk Soviet surplus ammo from whatever manufacturers I'm not going to name. But if you get good, you know, Hornady or good brass cased, good quality ammo, you can get it to shoot two minutes of angle. So that would be my second choice. A nice mini 30 mounted. It already comes with scope mounts that are solid. I would get it in stainless steel. I would get a stainless steel mini 30. And I would get a good low power variable optic. One to four is my go-to. But anything like that that you can shoot with both eyes open, that would be another great choice for a modern scout rifle. Some of the other great modern scout rifles would be the Browning BAR. Um, Not the old school military one that you're thinking of that weighs a ton. That's a machine gun. I'm talking about the Browning automatic rifle. It's a sporting rifle. It's a hunting rifle. It's semi-automatic. It has a box magazine. The downside to that is it it has a good rate of fire. It is a semi-automatic, but it's not meant for high volumes of practice, but it would still be a fine scout rifle. That mounted with a good, you know, Leopold low-power ball optic would be a great scout rifle. Um, it's not going to be as good in a defensive use, 
But the cool thing about that is you can get other calibers. If you live west of Mississippi, if you live in the wide open places of Wyoming and Montana, you can get that in a 270. You can get it in a um, all kinds of calibers, and it's great for that. So if you already have a bunch of 270 and you have a nice bolt action that you like and you want a good modern scout rifle, the Browning BRR would be a good one. They're great quality. They will easily shoot shoot sub-2 MOA all day long. Um so that would be another great choice. Another classic is the Remington 774, the 740, and the 7400. They're basically the same rifle, just different generations. Instead of Gen 1, 2, and 3, they're just 74, uh, 740, and 7400. They're great. They're in great calibers. Um, so I would say that that would be another great solid choice. They're light. They're handy. They're good shooting rifles. You can get them in, in a ton of different calibers. My top choices for that would be 243 or 308. Great choices um, for that rifle. Again, low power variable optic on it. Um, some of the disadvantages is that uh, magazines are kind of spendy, um, but it has a lot of advantages. At points, it shoots like a hunting rifle. Um, it is a hunting rifle. It's, I think, called like the Game Master or something. It's a great rifle. Um, it's not going to have a long sustained rate of fire. It will overheat, but for any kind of defensive use, it will be more than sufficient. So that will be another great choice. Okay, so let's talk about something controversial. What I don't think is a scout rifle. The M4. It's a fine weapon. It's a fine battlefield implement. But the M4, you know, the the classic M4, It it's actually, you might think it's kind of light, but with a quad rail and stuff on it and a bunch of optics and a bunch of crap mounted on it, it's kind of heavy. And with a 30-round magazine, it does not handle like you would want a scout rifle to handle. And a 223, I'm sorry, but I don't think that it is acceptable for a scout rifle. Yes, with a good 77-grain copper bullet, um, it might be borderline sufficient but let's face it you're probably not practicing with a solid copper 77 grain bullet because they're super expensive and they're not going to shoot same point of aim same point of impact as the cheap practice ammo you get at walmart um will it anchor a deer yes it will anchor a deer um but it's a scout rifle like i said you're not probably hunting from a deer stand waiting for that deer to turn and get a broadside shot it's a scout rifle you're walking long distances with it you're carrying it um so you might get that jump shot you might get a shot where the deer's running straight at you i've had that happen you might get a shot where the deer's running straight away from you and a 223 has come a long way in ballistics but i don't think it's ready for that task yet so i would throw it out on that account the ak also i would throw out i love that round the 76239 it's a great round but the ak does not handle like a scout rifle should handle you, and, uh, yeah, people say the AK is not accurate. The AK can be plenty accurate. And if you get a good quality AK and good quality ammo, it can shoot under 2 MOA, especially with a good optic. But you can't mount a great optic on an AK well. You can mount red dots and stuff on them, but it's not a scout rifle. Um, it doesn't handle like a scout rifle, especially with a 30-round magazine in it. Um, it's, it's, it's actually you're getting a marginally accurate gun that weighs quite a bit and it doesn't handle well and we're not talking about a battle rifle we're talking about a scout rifle here's what i'm gonna say if you're gonna say 
AK-47, I'm going to say get an SKS. SKSs do handle well. They are a little heavy, but they do handle like a hunting rifle. They do handle well. Um, they are sufficiently accurate. And they will do all this. And there's a lot of things you can do to lighten them up, like add a polymer stock to them, which is better anyway because of the elements. Um, so an SKS, it has the other disadvantage of the AK, let me go back, is that it doesn't have good backup peep sights. Backup sights are a must. Um, my SCAR 17 has great, great, very accurate backup iron sights. Um, good peep sights. The AK doesn't have that. Can you take a deer with an AK? Yeah, you can if it's at, you know, 25 meters and you're using those iron sights. But those are crude iron sights, and I love the AK. It's a great battlefield rifle. I don't think a better one's ever been invented, but this is not what we're talking about. Not a great food harvesting tool. I'd say the SKS is cheaper and it's better. It comes with a 10-round magazine that you can feed with stripper clips. Could it be a scout rifle? Yes. Is it the best scout rifle? No. But if you're on a budget, it's a fine rifle. Plenty of plenty of people hunt with an, with an SKS. And I would say for the dual role, it's better than the AK. If you disagree with that, which I, I'm sure a lot of people will, but I'm just telling you from my experience, um, go ahead and put it in the comments and disagree all that you want. Um, that being said, going back to the AR, I think... The AR is such a versatile platform. Could you build a good, accurate rifle based on the AR-15 yourself, based on the AR-10 even? The AR-10, if you make it light enough, is definitely a scout rifle. Um, if you're not familiar, that's built on a little, little bit bigger chassis. It'll accept much larger cartridges. With an AR-15, the one based on a 223 Remington... You are basically limited to rounds that are that length or shorter. But you could definitely build a rifle on an AR-15 platform that would be a great scout rifle. It would be great for urban, you know, active shooter scenarios. And it would be great for taking um, deer. It would be great for, you know, shooting a coyote that's, you know, messing up your land. Eating your chickens. It would do all that stuff. But I would say you could build that, but it's not your base M4 with a quad rail and a, and a EOTech. That's that's not a scout rifle. So if I were building one, um, what I would do is I would get a cartridge a little bit more beef to it, a little bit more knockdown power to it. I would step up to a 6.8 or a 6.5, something in one of those calibers. Um, you can even get an AR and 7.62 by 39. I think that would be a great cartridge. Um, the 30 AR would be a good one, but it's kind of spendy and kind of hard to find. You can find 6.8 and 6.5 fairly easily, and it's, it, it's got benefits that I think for the scout rifle would definitely pay off. Um, nobody, nobody, people say the AR is not reliable. If you build your AR and you maintain it, it can be definitely reliable. Um, plenty reliable enough for a modern scout rifle. Um, and they're inherently accurate. 2MOA is, is is a cakewalk for that platform you build it yourself you know you get a good quality barrel and one of those calibers you get it a moderate length 16 to 18 inches you put a good the good thing about the ar is it comes most of them with a flat top you can put that red dot with the flip up uh magnifier on it or a good low power variable optic um i would say for a scout rifle you'd want a fixed stock but you can still stay well under the weight with a good fixed stock um 
So you could definitely make the AR into a scout rifle, but your base model M4 is not, and your base M16A2 is not. You gain a lot in that longer barrel in a 223, but if you're getting into the A2 style, it's too heavy. It's too heavy, it's too long, it's too unwieldy. It's not a scout rifle. It's a great rifle. I love the M16A2. I love the M16A1 even better, but they're not scout rifles. You could turn them into one, but then it's not the M16, the AR-15 anymore. It's something you've created. It's a Frankenstein gun, which is great. So if you're going to go that route, I encourage you to. But I would say for a modern scout rifle, semi-automatic, low-power variable optic, or a red dot with a magnifier, again, my top picks would be a mini 30 uh my top top pick would be a scar heavy um my third pick would be an ar-10 um which would be something built on a 308 or a 243 something like that but you got to keep it under eight pounds and a good solid sling on all of them and my third pick would be an ar-15 built into a little bit heavier caliber so those are my thoughts a good all-around rifle that you can use as a designated marksman rifle get good solid quick accurate hits out to three 350 meters um, without any holdover and the rifle if you have the time will definitely get hits out to 500 meters and take medium to large game at those distances and you can still get quick shots for close-up environments with fast follow-up shots i would say the modern scout rifle will do all those things so Thanks for listening to Gunfighter Life. I appreciate you. If you like this one, I do another podcast um, called the Alpha Male Podcast. You can look it up if you just want gun stuff. There's not the main point of that podcast, but there's plenty of stuff on guns. And look forward to more in the future. I hope you stay uh, tuned and subscribe. And write a comment. write Write a thing in iTunes. It really helps the podcast get found by other people. So if you liked it, please share it. Thanks and have a blessed day. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.